Famcast Media. Thirteen Saloon in the back of Lucky Thirteen Saloon in front of the stage at Lucky Thirteen Saloon. Uh, what's up? We got Frankie is going to be doing the news at the end. We got Frankie today who hasn't been on in a long time. Frankie, I'm retired. Yeah, <laughs> we got. <laughs> what's up? I'm Jeff, and we got D. You want to introduce our uh, special guest today? Phoning in. Uh, man, we got the motherfucker straight out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, bro. Fucking slipping in the jersey to play a couple of shows with <coughs> angry corpses. We got the motherfucking ruckus man himself, Force Five Records fucking CEO, motherfucking the DR motherfucking P. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? That's a great intro. Thank you. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> intro, man. I try, I try, bro. I try. That's good. That's good. How you doing, man? I'm good, good. How you guys? Good man, good. So you got uh, you got some shows coming up. You're playing here on uh, Saturday night. Yep, Saturday at Lucky Thirteen. Yeah, yep. yeah. What yep. else you got? You got other shows coming up in the area too. Yeah, we we play. We start Thursday in Mount Holly. Okay. Um, shit, I can't remember where we're playing in Mount Holly. Um, I should have wrote it down. And Friday we're at Debonair Music Hall, and then Saturday Lucky Thirteen, and then Sunday we're playing uh the Bond Street Basement. Uh, I can't remember where that is. Somewhere in, in Bond Street. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, isn't that down by uh, down where you are, Lodi, down there, or uh, Misfits territory? Uh, well, I know Debonair is close by here. I, I was trying to figure out where everything is. We're, we're close to everything for all four shows, to be honest. Yeah, it's all right in the fucking general area. Yeah, I think tomorrow's only like seventy miles away. Then the the, the show on Friday is only like fifteen minutes from where I'm staying, and and then uh, your, your guys show. You guys are only like uh, Lucky Thirteen is only fifteen miles from here too. So yeah, it's just different different regions of the of the of the area yeah that's cool that's a nice fucking uh little tour yeah yeah <laughs> easy, easy yeah I've, I've, been, I've actually been gone so much from home it's it's kind of nice that i'm not gonna be in a hotel the whole weekend here it's, we're just go right back to tim's when we're done with each show nice yeah when'd you get in town i actually just got in probably about three or four hours ago oh damn yeah nice yeah uh so are you from your milwaukee from milwaukee yep yeah, what's the scene like there? Uh, I mean, right now it's it's if it used to be a really great scene. I I, th- I feel like every artist says that the scenes used to be good everywhere. Now they're like, eh, we're it's coming back. You know, since COVID, it kind of did a number on on every everything and everyone. All a lot of our venues like they're really weird about booking shows now, and, and it, it's 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 coming back, but it's not like full force. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like everybody is timid with with doing shows. Are they still timid on doing shows out there? Yeah. Uh certain places. We we still have like certain spots that, you know, require they 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 say they require like, you know, the vaccine and everything else. So not everyone's vaccinated stuff. So that they're always like, Are you is this can I come to the show? Can I? I'm like, Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's cool, but you know, online they, they tell you this, that, and the other. But usually when you get to the show, no one gives a fuck, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went through that with a fucking year here, and it was a fucking nightmare. So yeah, yeah, we don't have to do that shit here anymore. And everything's coming back in full force in New York, which is great. Yeah, yeah. The last couple of times I've been to New York for shows, it's been really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to pop back off. It's fucking nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So go ahead, D. You got the whole uh, list. You want to start out and. <clears throat> so you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, man. What 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 uh what 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 got you into uh, what got you into music, man? What was what was your what was your 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 start off bands and stuff like that that got you into it? 
honestly, I've been into music ever since I was a kid. My my grandpa used to take me to like um, thrift stores, and he'd let me pick out one record every time we went to the thrift stores on Saturday. So I would pick up polka records when I was three years old. You know what I mean? And then the first <laughs> fucking real rock band I, I bought at the thrift store. Do you remember the 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 Kiss albums when they all did the solo records? It was Paul Stanley, Peter. Yep. Chris. Yep. They had a shit ton of those at the at the thrift stores because like they didn't they didn't sell all those albums. So a lot of them went to the thrift stores and. I, I remember every weekend I'd go, I'd pick up the Ace Freely record one week, then the next I'd get the, they had a shit ton of them at the, at the thrift stores when, when I was a kid. So Kiss was like my introduction into actual rock music. And then my mom used to play Neil Young and Led Zeppelin. So I've been listening, I'm, I'm infatuated with vinyls just cause I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties where, you know, everyone had vinyls. So even to this day, I, I love vinyl to death. You know what I mean? But uh, it was Neil Young, Kiss and Polka records. At three or four or five years old, you know what I mean. The record players, man, the best. Put the needle <laughs> on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Literally, <laughs> yeah. It's still nice getting an album, man, and like opening up the album and seeing the big fucking artwork on there and mm. shit like that. It's still honestly, cool it's the best. Like CDs and, and now streaming. I, I, I really don't stream. I mean, I'll listen to it, but like when I really want to listen to music, I'll bust out the vinyls and stuff like that. And that's when I really relax and listen to music. It's, it's not the same just listening to it from your phone. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I, I, I'll listen to it, but it's there's something about turning on the you know the the record player and just sitting down and, and listening to music. It's it's the best. Now these, these kids don't know fucking going to a store and fucking hanging nope. out in the record store and looking at shit. You know, yep, going to all. The- it was yo, it was great too as a kid though. Like, and you were taking a chance on certain albums. Yep, like just it was always I- a chance. It was a crapshoot, exactly. Fuck yeah. I would say I've said it before. That's why I hate meatloaf to this day. Molly Hatchet, Molly Hatchet had the dopest artwork. And every time I'd be like, I got to get that Molly Hatchet record. I'm like, well, it's not. Not that Molly Hatch is a bad band, but it wasn't what I expected when I when I played the record. Yeah, no, and, and when you're a kid, that fucking allowance money or whatever money you got goes, you know, yeah. towards a fucking record. You're like, fuck, I mean, you made yep. a mistake. Yep, yep. <laughs> was it even a good album? Nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not knocking Valley Hatch. It just wasn't what I was expecting when I was mm. ten years old. And when, I, I want something hard and heavy. Yeah, no, exactly, man. And to get yeah. fucking che- yeah, that would always suck getting <laughs> cheated like that. Yeah. And uh when did you start playing? Uh pr- probably around sixteen I I was doing like I bought two turntables and I had it had like the built in mic with the, the Gemini mixer, so I'd have my friends come over. We'd buy a bunch of instrumental records and just like rock house parties and stuff like that. So I, I got, I really got into hip hop first because it was easy to do, but I, I was always like, I played guitar and shit like that. But, you know, I was doing house parties at 16 with my friends being drunken idiots. That's how I got into music. And then as I got to be 18, 19, I met some musicians that could actually play. And that was like my first band. Was that, was that, was that the band? Uh, I read up on your, uh, your wiki. Was that the band Sore? It was it was right before sore. It was called Reverend Epicurean, but um, it it be, it became sore eventually. Like I was I was older than the rest of the kids. The rest of the, I was like nineteen, and every, all the kid the guys in my band were sixteen. They were like in high school, but I was like I, I want to join a band. So basically, we were doing like, it's funny we we're doing like battle the bands and winning. And they're like this guy's too old to be in these fucking battle the bands. It's kind of embarrassing. For me. It was really embarrassing. I'm like I I can't do this, you guys. So. And then a lot of those guys knew. I, I grew up with um, in high school a couple guys that um, were really good guitar player and drummer named uh, Joe Andre and Tony Leone. They were like some of the best musicians in in my hometown. So 
they saw I was doing that. They're like, hey, we should join a band together. I'm like, you guys never fucking talked to me in high school because they were like the metalheads and I was like the rap guy. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we became friends, you know what I mean? But we never talked in high school because they thought I was just like some hip hop kid. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, what, and uh, how, so how old were you when you started that? Same age, like 19, 20? About 20. Yeah, 19, 20. Nice. Yeah. And, when, uh, and so did you start incorporating the hot? So you started incorporating the hard, the, the, I mean, listen, hardcore and fucking, you know, hip hop kind of go hand in hand. You know it's, what I mean? Especially on the East Coast here. Like, I, you know, everything, everyone that listens to hardcore listens to hip hop, especially on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. It's blended together so much. You listen to anybody, even like Vinny Paz, all those guys, like they're, they're hardcore dudes. You know what I mean? They just, they rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy though, man, how that fucking, how it's like, you'll have the heavy metal guys like, fuck rap, fuck rap. But then you got the hardcore yeah. guys that are like, it, fuck you, bro. It's like, yep. it. exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Obviously, I, my band sore was like new metal, you know, style because it was like the rap hip hop in that, in that genre. But you're right, like, Hardcore and hip hop is very blended, but a lot of the metal kids hate any rap of any kind in any song. Oh, when I was in high school, bro, if you listen to rap, bro, they shunned you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell, tell the crossover stuff. Tell fucking Anthrax and Public Enemy did something together, and then it was like it was- not even. Dude. But even then, like a lot of I remember I, I grew up in Milwaukee, like Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah, but like I grew up in Milwaukee, where thrash and death metal were the thing. Like we didn't have as many hardcore bands. In the Midwest, like like you guys were blessed out here to have so many, you know, they they obviously it's the birth of hardcore for the most part, you know, here. So and birth of hip hop, which is, you know, what I mean, like so everything trickles over that way. But by me, it was death metal, death metal, death metal, death metal. And I, I like death metal too. I I grew up with it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was impossible not to have it around me. But those guys did not like rap at all. You know what I mean? So it was weird for me growing up because I didn't have as many people around me that liked everything like I did in New York. You have a lot of people, or East Coast in general. Everybody kind of liked a lot of that stuff. It wasn't like that by me. What, what's what's some of your death? What's your top three death metal bands? Entombed. Right. <laughs> I love Wolverine Blues. Like that's, that's one of my album. favorite records of all time. Uh, Cannibal Corpse has got to be in there. Ripped the Trails from a uh, <coughs> from a Virgin's Cunt. How can you not like? That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then my third, you know, uh, probably Possessed. I, I liked Possessed a lot. Hell yeah. Possessed is coming back out. They're doing a fucking tour. Yep, yep. Wasn't was Larry Lalonde from Primus? He was in Possessed, right? Uh yes. Was uh, it? Yeah, no. yeah. Guitar was he, player, right? Yeah, he was a guitar player. I think in Possessed. Yeah. I'm not sure how long, but yeah. yeah, yeah I, I have a couple of, of their EPs. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of wild seeing him go from there to uh, Primus, which is totally. And then he's just like noodling on the, not even really playing guitar in Primus. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't he's a good guitar player. People, people, again, people knock you know these artists for doing something, but they're, they're great artists. Like people think he's not a great guitar player. He's, he's a really good guitar player. Oh, he's uh, fucking amazing. And to listen to back up fucking Les Claypool, yeah, I mean, got to be talented. There's no yeah. way Les he's just filling in the gaps or wherever Les is playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, that's he's hard to do. To the bank, dude. Yeah. yeah. What's that? He's laughing his way to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I. So was what some of the places you uh, did you uh, did you do like a like a, a mini tour with Soar or what some of yeah, the places we, you- we we did a lot of a lot of touring with like uh, bands like Head PE and Forty Below Summer which Forty Below is from oh, Jersey yeah, I, yeah, we used to do a lot of shows with them in the Midwest especially like we 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 toured a lot we would go around you know to the country but mainly we we were killing it in the Midwest like everywhere around Illinois Wisconsin Minnesota Detroit you know 
those areas, like we played a lot with a lot of, a lot of big bands, but we just never, we drank too much, to be honest. Like my band drank way too much. And we never took things as seriously as we should have. Yeah. Unfortunately that happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean that's yeah. how that's how that's, that's all the bands I know when I was growing up. That's what all the you had to drink. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But, I mean, you drink, and then you know, the older you get, now dudes get addicted to working out and you know eating healthy and all this kind of shit. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because every time I'm in band practice now doing different things, it, we're we're talking about like our hips and what, what we got to do to keep that right. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> it, it kind of pisses me off a bit, but at the same time, it's hilarious. It's good, you know. We if you survive through all the bullshit, like. You know, touring and, and, and all the drugs and alcohol, like to still be alive and kicking is pretty amazing for a lot of these artists. I, yeah, I for, for, yeah, for guys to still, you know, to survive through that kind of shit and to mentally survive through all that kind of shit, too. It took a toll on you. A lot of guys who did that fucking got out of music and are completely separated from it now because yeah. it took a toll on you, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to give it up for Dan Diablo. That, that man's done everything on the planet times two, and now he's uh, sober and. <laughs> He's still killing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. He's still fucking, him. he's still Good going. How long has he, he's been sober now for a little while, right? Yeah. He, he's had a few moments of, uh, you know what I mean? Slipping, but he's, yeah. he's been sober. It happens. Yeah. I, I know when I first got sober, it took me a little bit because I'd have a little bit here and there of, of dumb shit. You know what I mean? But he's, he's doing really good. I, he's like a, a completely different mindset now. He's still Danny Diablo, but he's like, there's no holding him back now, you know, with everything. He's, he's sober and ready to fucking kill things. Good, good, good. Good for him. And, and listen, that's I, and that's why I feel like a, a lot of that happens with dudes. Like, <laughs> you know, you go through your fucking periods of, you know, being a maniac. But Danny's done it for a lot of freaking years. You know yeah. I mean? So yeah, it's good for him, man. So you're sober also? How long have you been sober? Well, I'm not sober from alcohol. All right. <laughs> but I, 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 had a, I had a bad problem with uh, heroin and cocaine probably about mm. 10 years ago. So I've yeah. been eight years straight clean now. You know what I mean? Good. Good for you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, almost killed me. So I won't. It's crazy though. But I mean, I could be around. I got a lot of friends in that that still party and stuff like that. But it really doesn't bother me. I'll just, I'll have a drink, you know, and they go to the side and do their thing. It, it, people think it, it would, it would bother you, you know, from being addicted. But if you really want to stay off the shit, it doesn't matter if it's around or not. You know what I mean? Now, if someone's shooting up in front of me, like, can you, uh, <laughs> oh, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Take the little it's kind of like yeah, somebody yeah. taking a shit in front of you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'm not trying to see the thing yeah you do that in, in private yeah really <laughs> yeah it's a book okay yeah. <laughs> yeah no no good yeah man it's it, it's it's funny to see that yeah i mean you have to though you like you have to pull back at some point because it's fucking you yeah. know Listen, I've owned a bar for 20 years. The first seven years of it, I don't remember. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking, you know, I pull it back quite a bit now. I just learn how to control it. And yeah. It. Now, I mean, now every now and then, if you go out to the bar and have a few drinks and let loose, I mean, no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, DRP, we got uh, Strictly Underground uh, wants to know, uh, what does DRP stand for? It's actually just my initials. My my. My my grandfather was Donald Polinsky. My 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 dad was Donald Robert Polinsky, and so I just became the DRP. It again, it's funny. When I was sixteen, my favorite drink was Dr Pepper. So I'm like, I, I called myself Dr P, which is <laughs> the stupidest fucking name ever. I even had a jersey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, at sixteen, that fucking ruled though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just became the DRP. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, I'll just keep incorporating that. But everyone calls me the drip. It drop. It's it's hard to find me on Instagram sometimes or um 
on Spotify is the DRP. It doesn't it doesn't go through sometimes like that. I don't know why. I should have called myself something simple, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so when you were, when you were playing uh, all those shows in the Midwest and stuff like that. Was there a lot of uh, like VFWs and places like that you guys were playing out there? Or were actually like decent clubs to play? No, I mean, uh, well, my hometown club was uh, the Rave Eagles Club, which in the Midwest, it's one of the biggest um, venues in the Midwest. And if they had a Hall of Fame for who made who played the most shows there, it'd definitely be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I played there like every other month because I, 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 I knew everybody there, and I ended up getting a job there. I'm like, I'm gonna get a job here just to get all the best shows. So. When Cypress Hill would come through and need an opener, guess who'd open? Me. When, when, you know what I mean? So uh, when Method Man and Red Man, oh, me. When uh, Between metal and hip-hop, no other, no other local band got to open because I was like, no, I'll take that show. <laughs> that's, so that's how I got, you know, in the Milwaukee scene, I, I was just playing all the biggest shows there. So, But unfortunately, during my drug addiction years, I, they, I actually got arrested at the club because the owner knew I was – just doing dumb shit out of there. It's a bad time in my life. So I'm, he actually won't ever let me play there again, which sucks. You know, it was like the club I always played. And to this day. Yeah. To the, it's, it's, I, I seen him, I seen him actually at, um, um, shit. Um, uh, what, uh, what show was it? It was actually the cannibal corpse show. Um, my homeboy, Paul Delaney, what's his band's name uh, from here? Um, he's got the New York black metal shirts. Um, I'm having a brief for I went to go see him and uh, I ran into the owner and the owner shook my hand, so that was kind of cool. But then uh, there was a show I wanted to play there, like, last month. And I'm like, hey, can I do the show? And it was crickets on the email. So I'm like, oh, he still doesn't want me to play there. That uh, sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is what it is. So, when, uh, so, so what, what bands were you in after Soar? Like, like, or did you, or did you, or after, like, how did Soar end? And did you go solo, or did you? Basically, we, <clears throat> Soar moved to L.A. to, because uh, we had a record contract from there. It was, like. One of our friends, his 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 uh, friend, ended up inheriting a studio, and he wanted to start a re- a record label. So mm-hmm. we actually moved to L.A. The whole band, just in my van, a shitty '86 Dodge Ram van. We moved there, stayed with my buddy, and we were recording in the studio. But what ended up happening was we drove my friend nuts, and he basically kicked us out of his apartment without being a dickhead. So we, we, we pulled my van into by the studio and we basically just lived out of my van for six months while we were recording a record there. Well, we, all the drinking and partying and stuff like that, we didn't get shit done. So they kicked us off out of the studio. We, we came back home and a lot of the guys in the band were like, you know what, we've been doing this for four or five years. I I, I want to have a family or, you know, I want a regular job for a while because we were just torn and torn and we were never home. You know what I mean? So the band kind of disbanded I I started working at the Rave Eagles Club, like I was telling you about, you know, just to, to make ends meet. I'm like, what am I going to do now? So I actually, I started my first solo hip-hop project right around that time. But then as I was working on that record, I went to go see Primer 55 at the Rave. And I wanted to get Bobby Burns and Jason, the singer from Primer 55, to do a song with me for my solo hip-hop project. Mm-hmm. Well, like a week went by and Bobby Burns, the guitar player, is like, hey, do you want to try out for Primer 55? I'm like, huh? I'm like, I just talked to you about doing a track with Jason, me and you. Well, Jason was going through his own kind of a addiction problem. So like, we need, we need someone to fill in these dates uh, coming up. So I, I, I auditioned and he's like, you got the job. So within like two months, I was torn with Primer 55, which is pretty crazy. Oh shit. Yeah. So that's how, that's how that came to be. Did you do any recordings with Primer? 
we actually have a whole record. I three of the songs that we recorded, uh, I put on one of my uh, solo records. Uh, but we have a whole album, and b- me and Bobby don't see eye to eye. We're kind of like every time he he talks shit about me in podcasts all the time. He, when people ask my name, he goes who? They're like. <laughs> And they're like, you're singer in your band for a while. He's like, who? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck you, Bobby Burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Bobby. <laughs> I, I, I tried to extend the olive branch, olive branch a couple times to him, but I don't know. He still has it in for me. I, but we have a full record. I told him, I was like, look, I'll give you a cash advance. Give me those masters. You own half. I own half. I'll give you money up front. Let me release it through Force 5. But he doesn't want to do it. So what and, do you just fucking sit on it? He's just sitting on it. He's just sitting on it. And I don't know why. And here's the thing. A lot of people had an issue with me being in the banks. You know, Primer 55 with Jason was so beloved. And the crazy thing is me and Jason were actually pretty good friends. Like, while we were getting clean together, we would we would talk on the phone. We would talk about doing songs together. But there's a lot of, like, the fan base that thinks, like, oh, you're, you're no Jason. I'm like, no shit. Jason's, Jason's a legend. Rest in peace. I, I, I love Jason. Always did love his music. I wasn't trying to, like, fill his shoes. I was just... You know, I wanted to be in a band, and Primer was a dope band, and I enjoyed my time with them. Besides me and Bobby fighting all the time, you know what I mean? Well, it's like that with a lot of fucking men. You get a new fucking singer and shit. You got all the other fucking old fans being yeah, and shit. Yeah, and and I get it too. Like I, I'm as guilty of it when one of my favorite bands, like, hey, I'll tell you, I to me, Van Halen will always be David Lee Roth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I like Sammy Hagar. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I feel the same way. Roth was my shit. Yeah, he's he's the main member, man. Yeah, yeah I, well, I mean, I'm just saying. But Sammy Hager did a great job, and he's yeah. got a lot. He's got a lot of fans, and Sammy Hager's smarter business wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Than, David, than David is. It's hard, man, when bands get new fucking singers. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. definitely, uh, it's definitely tough. Popular bands, no, you're right. Because you used to that main singer. I mean, in the yep. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He, he's singers, not so singers, and so. Singers the yeah. hardest to fucking replace. I just got. I just. Even Van Halen with Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon's a great guitar, great singer, but he's yeah. no. He's no Sammy Hagar, or David Lee Roth for that. Yeah. For that. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. No, you because you think of Van Halen, the first person you think of is David Lee Roth. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hagar. He was okay. Yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. I just saw Fear Factory the other night, and they had a new singer. How, how did he sound? How did he sound? He sounded just like Burton. He sounded just like him. He sounded great. He actually yeah. sounded really good. And he looks like a younger version of him also. Uh, the kid Where, where'd like, you see them at? Uh, Irving Plaza. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was Irving Plaza. It was, uh, was, it was Dope, Mushroom Heads. Mushroom Heads. That yeah. just sounds funny. Um, Joe, they're a good band. It sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, they still have like 50,000 people in Mushroom Head? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, that sounds funny. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Static Sorry. X headlined it. Okay, the, right. the new version of Static X, whatever yeah. it is, the dude from yeah. Dope. It's still, it's yeah. still the singer of Static X is the dude from Dope, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah it works for me. I like, I love Static X, and I'm just like, hey, man. Yeah, it was good, man. It you works. know, then Static X was never really my thing. They were good, you know, but yeah, they're um, good. Yeah. I, I get it. That I'll listen to them in passing, but I don't think I've ever owned one of the records. You know yeah, I haven't either. And and that's seen- not a knock on them. I'm not knocking them. Uh, uh, Scribble, Scribble said, "Don't be talking shit on Mushroom Head, man." <laughs> Can I say it? I, I, mushroom Head. It just sounds so cool. It's so funny, Mushroom Head. Actually, I, I have actually Mushroom Head's first like major label release. I thought it was pretty dope, but I haven't, I haven't paid much attention to him in the last probably five, ten years. 
Yeah, I've never really paid attention to Mushroom Head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was entertaining. They they yeah, sounded yeah. they sounded good. They was entertained, but <laughs> I used to play with them all the time back in the day because they're from Cleveland, so they were always in the Midwest area doing runs. So I, I would do a lot of shows when, when I was in Sore. All right, Jeff, could I ask a question? And, and then, all right, Christ, what? Did you do mushrooms while watching no, Mushroom funny. Head? It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Where did you find this guy? I don't know. You can, see, you can turn his mic off at any time. I'm sorry to so, interrupt you. <laughs> how long were you in uh, Primer 55 for? Uh, I want to say late 2008, early 2009 to about 2012. All right. Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah, that's a good yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, Primer 55, they were, you guys went all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we did the Gathering of the Juggalos in 2009. That was great. Oh, 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 what was it, that like? It, it, it was awesome because our trailer was right next to Ice T. And uh, mm, I got to see Coco. Shit. And man, she in person, I couldn't believe how pretty she was. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how Ice T found her, bro. She's yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Ice T was super cool, too. It was crazy because um, when Ice T played, I don't know. I, you guys are familiar with the Juggalos, right? How yeah. they could be. And, yeah. uh, a couple of people just being stupid, like threw things to talk shit and he Ooh. shut everything down and he's like, that shit ain't happening again. And you know how things can get at the gathering of the Juggalos if you, if you, if you know the history and the, the Juggalos respected Ice-T. It's very rare does that happen on a, on a gathering stage. So. Oh, Ice-T is like an official fucking gang, oh, yeah. bro. Come yeah. on. They're crazy. Yeah. yeah. How did you guys go? How did you guys go over? We did good. We did real good. Yeah, it's, I obviously I I'm from the Midwest, so I I'm very familiar with the Juggles. I've done a lot of shows with Juggalo bands and acts, and so I, right when I come out, I'm like, "This is for Shane Willa, whoop whoop!" And people are talking nuts. <laughs> you threw some whoops at them. Yeah, I got to throw a couple whoops. Definitely. I forget, they, you know, they were a hard band. They're a hard band to open up for. And I remember back in the yes. day, Guar was a hard band to open up mm. for. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody that opened up for Guar had a fucking hard time. Yep. It's just yeah because the fan base is so rabbit towards them and that's it you know what i mean like respect to them for creating that kind of stuff but it is hard to to open up for bands like that definitely yeah hell yeah did you guys do any Ozfests or anything like that i primer did but it was before me like they did 2002 2003 hmm. i think i think they were the same era yeah when crazy town was on and stuff crazy town got kicked off that tour i think yeah they, oh yeah jeez oh, they tried to buy their way back on the tour and, and uh sharon was like no why yeah. they get yeah. kicked <laughs> off why they get kicked off bro they suck yeah. i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> no, they that good they couldn't make it huh there were a lot, like, a lot of drugs back then for those guys <laughs> that was the come my lady that's that yes, right yes, yeah. yes and and you know come on the Ozfest. they don't want to hear that shit yeah no i see um Il Nino was one. Il Nino is one of my favorite bands. They're from here too, right? Christian Machado. Oh uh, yeah, they're uh, Union City, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey yeah. guys. And I think uh, Mark Rizzo's back in the band. That's that's one of Tim's boys. So Mark Mark actually did a, a guitar solo on one of our our last record, uh, uh, the Angry Corpses record. Oh, Mark Rizzo's a shit dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. He's supposed to come out Friday, Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. Tim was saying that, so hopefully that's the case. He used to be in a band with Bobby Burns in Soulfly, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love fuck. I, I felt, I, I dude, it, it killed me, bro, when he fucking left Soulfly, bro. That was my band. Yeah, yeah. he's like a guitar player. I, I, I know reasons behind that, but I won't say it on here. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's always, always something there, you know. Yeah. But I mean, fucking, I just, I just, I love Max, dude, and I love oh, yeah. Rizzo. Rizzo's hometown boy, man. You know, yeah. we, we, prim, when I was in Primer, we played um, a couple shows with Soulfly uh, every year. Max does the the D-Lo Festival in Arizona, which is this big festival. I think it's dedicated to his son or whatever that oh yeah 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 yeah. yep we we did that with them and it was a fucking amazing show 
No, yeah, they fucking they, they, that was fucked up. What happened to his fucking son, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was pretty fucking. Uh, that was the reason why Sepador broke up. That yeah, was fucking, man, that was during Roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was during Roots, and apparently, yeah, there was some disrespect going on between the. Uh, band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fucking what, crazy, man. We, we were we were gonna see fucking uh. What the fuck is that fucking that church in New York that used to be a club? Limelight. Yeah, we were mm. going to see Sepultura in Limelight, bro, and they broke up, and I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, I, I was supposed to go to that show, too. Mm. Fucking crazy. And then uh, right when Soulfly came out, they played at Roseland, and Roseland was a cool spot to fucking see him. Yeah. That was another one. So what what, uh, so what made you go uh, What made you go solo? Like, like what was the, uh, the occurrence of you going solo? And I want to know, how the fuck did you fucking create fucking Force Ride Records, bro? Well... Well, how how for, we'll start with Force Five. Basically, my band Soar, we didn't have <clears throat> a, a label to put out the, the record on, so we're mm-hmm. like, we gotta look legit with it. So there was five guys in the band, so we're like, well, we got we gotta incorporate five, and we were all like Pulp Fiction fans. You remember the Fox Force Five thing? Yeah. On there? Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's call it, let's just call it Force Five Records. There's five of us. We're a force, and we're all Pulp Fiction fans. So oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it's funny when when I would book for. Uh, Cause like I said, we were, we were torn everywhere, but we did it all independently, but people didn't realize I made up a fake name to like, I don't know. My name was Jim or James or whatever the fuck it was. And I made an email and I'd be like, Hey, this is um, Jim from uh, the manager for sore, blah, blah, blah. So when I get to clubs, they'd be like, Hey, we just talked to Jim. And Jim said, you know, we owe you this, this, just a contract. But, oh. I was like, Jim's not with us. I'll, I'll let him know though. I'll email him or I'll call him. <laughs> so, yeah. We had this label that people had at the time didn't realize that the label was just us and that Jim wasn't a real guy. It's the way he did things back then. You know what I mean? When yes, you, God. Yeah. Yes. So that's how force five became. Uh, what was the, oh, how, uh, what was all oh, this the solo thing? So when, when we came back from LA, you know, we were kind of like broke. Like, it sucked. We all kind of like, I moved back in with my parents. I'm like, fuck, I, all dejected. You know what I mean? Like, things didn't work out the way they were. And I was like, you know, if we're making three to 500 a show doing the sore thing, and we got we have a van, we got to have, you know, gear, all this shit. I was like, I should just try the hip hop stuff. So my I met a guy's producer, and he's like, hey, let's, let's do a couple songs together. So I did a few tracks. I, I ended up jumping on a show at the rave the Eagles club in Milwaukee and, you know, did well. And everyone's like, Oh, we already knew him from sore. So I started getting offers for, you know, just playing show solo. They're like, Hey, we want to bring you around the Midwest. I'm like, well, give me 300 bucks. I was tooling around a little fucking, you know, four banger cost me 30 bucks to drive around the Midwest, no gear. I was like, I'm making money doing it this way. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to create, I'm going to keep the label. I'm going to start the solo project. And I'm going to start signing, you know, little acts here and there to start, you know, expanding out. And that's how things started to so really come together with the label. The other guys, from, the other guys didn't want to be a part of the label though, so the other guys didn't want a piece of it or? No, they, they kind of just wanted to sit back and do basically not be musicians anymore for the most part. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, basically I ran everything. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just taking this over. Like ruckus actually comes from my, my drummer used to say it all the time. Uh, we were at an interview in Milwaukee. We, we premiered a song, and it used to be called Rock 1021. It was like the biggest rock station in town. So they brought us in and did this big premiere of the, the song, and they, they had us come in and talk live. So we, we were on air. People were, like, asking questions. You know, we, we talked to the radio DJ and then listened, had phone and calls. And this guy's like, you sounds like you guys party a lot. And, and my, my 
drummer's like, yeah, we're causing a ruckus in here. And we're like, yeah, ruckus. <laughs> we just kept yelling ruckus the whole fucking time. So this guy calls in and he's like, hey, I actually own a liquor store. He's like, if I bring you guys a couple bottles of Jack, would you just shout out ruckus in, in my um, thing on air? And we're like, sure. We didn't think he would. He brought us like so much liquor. And the, I remember the radio DJ going, oh, my God. What's going on here? <laughs> and we, we just would not stop yelling ruckus. And the whole city just started like store became synonymous with ruckus. So we just ran with it. And I've run with it ever since then, too. Like it was just how we were. We were just ruckus motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So. My whole my whole band was always intense, you know what I mean? Like everybody, all five of us in the band were fucking lunatics. So that that's that was why we were so good, but it's also why we didn't last, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> my my drummer would not sleep like on tour. He just drink and drink and drink and drink. I'd wake up like, you know, we got a show today and he'd still be drunk. So we'd have to get him sober on the drive to the next show. It was Holy it was shit. bad. <laughs> Yeah, not a healthy lifestyle. It's not. <laughs> that was the 90s, bro. Yeah. And actually, the last time I did a show with him, it's funny because he he drummed. He was my drummer for my hip-hop stuff, too. So he'd go on tour with me. And uh, the last, very last show we played was actually somewhere up north in Wisconsin. And we, we were staying at this little, little shit hotel because it was, it was in the middle of nowhere. And we got, like, he wouldn't sleep. And we were just sharing, you know, the room. And he was in the bathroom. Just he would always like sit in the bathroom and just play drums, but it would just be loud as fuck. It's like five in the morning, <laughs> trying to sleep. And we got a huge brawl that day, and we we, we like trashed the, the hotel, like fighting each other. And oh, we're shit. boys, you know what I mean. So to, to his credit, he he's a he's a strong motherfucker, and he, he got the best. And he could have beat the shit out of me that day, but uh, you know we were brothers, so it was just throwing each other. But we just damaged everything, and the cops came and arrested him. And that's yeah. the last show we ever did together. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Fuck. He's, he's, he's my friend. I grew up with him, but I just can't be in a band with him anymore. I got it. There's <laughs> just some people you can, you can be boys and shit, but you can't do business, man. You know? Exactly. Uh, especially you got to spend that much time with somebody and fucking yeah. you get on your nerves. You get on each other's nerves. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who Who is somebody you actually have on four or five records? Uh, well, right now, Angry Corpses, before it was Angry Corpses, was on there. Uh, Big Left, do you, do you know who La Coca Nostra is? Yes. Uh, uh, Everlasting Love. Big Left did his last solo record with us. I had Saint Dog from the Cottonmouth Kings, but he, you know, he passed away. Big Hoss's brother was on the label. Um, we still have um, They Live, which is Jason Logic, King Relic, and Prolific. Is Rick uh, Dog is Rick Dog a personality, or is Rick Dog a rapper? He's my second in charge. You know what I mean? Like he's, okay. he's he's second in command of the label. Like he he helps with a lot of different stuff. Like, and he's also my hype man. But I I, I try never give him shine. I, I don't like to give him shine. That's why I always say fuck Rick Dog. But it's it's just because we're friends. Like it's that's a, that's a staple on the Ruckus podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, on stage every time I just I just I give him shit all the time. So it's just what our shtick that we do on stage. So fuck fuck Rick Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think about. We got any last words from Las Vegas, Nevada? They're on the label. Um, but oh, um, Hunter Proof down from Dallas, Texas. He was he was actually on VH1's White Rapper Show back with MC Search. He's, oh shit! Wow. Yeah, we, we we just signed him. I met him through Danny. Danny's done so much since I've signed Danny. I, I signed Danny in 2017. Yeah, how the uh, fuck did you meet Danny, bro? Like, actually, <laughs> that's another funny story. So we. We used to tour all the time. I met him through MySpace when MySpace was a thing. And I'm like, hey, I was putting together different uh, tours. I, I put together tours with me and Sendog from Cypress Hill, 
Uh, me and Busy Bone from Bone Thugs. So mm -hmm. I'm like, Danny, I'm, I'm doing all these different tours. Like, I, I can book us here and there. So he's like, yeah, let's do a tour. So we did a couple small tours. And then, uh, you know, we, we, we became friends. This is probably 2009-ish, uh, 2010. And then I, I got in the drugs pretty bad. So he, he'll, if you ever have Danny on the show, ask him about the time I left him on tour. And I, I just went home. <laughs> yeah he's like i should have killed you then oh no <laughs> we, we laugh about it now but i'm like oh, i'm so sorry man i just left him on tour like he's like i don't even know who to talk to with the promoters <laughs> like i just left oh damn yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I, and then in 2017 we reconnected so we hadn't talked in like four or five years but i you know i was i was clean now and i wanted to start the label back up and i'm like hey danny you know I'm starting to label back up. I, I understand if you, you know, you don't want to fuck with me, but you know, these are the different things I'm doing. So he's like, yeah, let's, let's talk. So we did that first record together. And then it, ever since, like he's helped me really build things back up. Yeah. Obviously you see everything he does in, you know, the East coast, he, he brings force by through all the time. And you know, with the Scarhead stuff now, oh, yeah, we got scarred on the label. We, we actually just dropped the, the, the vinyl, the generators of violence vinyl. It's, it's out now on uh, the websites. We got uh, multicolored vinyls or multicolored. We got uh, purple nice. and we have a few gold. The gold are like the rare ones. If you, if you order, you can, you might get a gold, but we don't have as many gold as the purple. So they don't, they don't pick a color. It's just, you get them shits at random. Yeah. It's at random. Oh shit. That's pretty yeah. cool. In, in Germany, they have, we, we, we shipped a hundred, uh, Mark from generation records, uh, teamed up with us on the vinyl. Mm -hmm. So he, he got a, a hundred of the gold to Germany. So, it, over at Cortex Records in Germany, they have all the gold. So that's like over there, they get all that. Here, it's just a few. It's 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 rare to have it. There you go, people. If you want to get a fucking gold record, bro, you got to pay international shipping. Yes, it's it's a collectible. It's definitely a collectible. That's cool. Damn. And vinyls aren't fucking. I mean, they're, they're, there's such a backlog on fucking vinyls. Trying to. We, Is that we, still going on right now? Yes, we ordered it last March when the album, the CD dropped last March. It's we just got them, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like two weeks ago. Ah, uh, damn. You know, damn. Year. you know, Metallica just bought a fucking vinyl shop, bro. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Smart. They're already rich as fuck. You know what I mean? But smart, smart, smart business for them. See, they, they, they're going to get all their Napster money back now from all the artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure Metallica is doing all right. Yeah. I'm, they're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I had all the fucking anybody I know who got vinyl was having a hard time getting it. Yeah. Honestly, they said because of um, people like this, don't laugh, but like Taylor Swift took up a lot of the time because she had so many vinyls coming out, I guess. Really? So there was a backlog because of Taylor Swift and there was one other big band. And they're like, yeah, this is three months behind because it's just these two artists. No shit. They had to get th them first because they're the priority. You know so I mean? uh, did, they pick, did they pick the pace back up since the pandemic is fucking fading? I, I guess starting in January this year, things are starting to pick back up again. So. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was supply chain and all that kind of shit. Well, but. there was one of them burnt down. One of the main ones, I think it was during COVID, that it, it burnt down or, or they had a, a some kind of disaster at the plant. Because there's only like three major plants that do all the, the record pressing now. Yeah. Our, mm -hmm. The ones we got were from the Czech Republic. That'd, that'd I can't remember what company it is. I know. We'll turn it fucking just open up a vinyl fact. Well, you know? Metallica already did it, so we got no... <laughs> <laughs> you know how much it costs to get some of those machines though? It's like a hundred. I looked into it. It's like a hundred, hundred fifty thousand on the low end. Damn. Fuck. It's basically buying a house, purchasing a house, you know, a mortgage on a house. Yeah. Because well, damn, if, you're gonna, if you can invest in it, you make your fucking money back. Oh yeah, you will. Yeah. 
I hope it comes with instructions. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't know the first thing. Yeah, no, no fuck. So, Danny, I just—I I don't know if you wanted to talk about it. I mean, I mean, um, you want to tell uh, what, what's, uh, how was it with the generation of uh, was it the the generation Gen- of violence? Gen- generators of violence. Generators of, of violence. I, I can't speak, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. No, that was good. That was uh, last March. I actually was just looking in my stories from last year, and they were popping up. So we did we did like a month long tour. Uh, it was Scarhead, uh, Concrete Dream, Tony Slippers, and me, and, and King Relic. I was that yeah. I mean, I know, I know the crazy. I mean, I'm I'm boys with Concrete Dream and all that shit, man. Yeah, uh, I know the craziness, and I was I was all on the fucking internet with it. How was it? How was it with, through your eyes that tour? Uh, as a tour manager, uh, yes. as as an artist, it was great. Because <laughs> I it know you just, had to deal with all that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was a, it was a lot of different things. You know, Danny will even admit he was on one that whole tour. You know, it was it was hard to like you know just get Danny roped around with some of the stuff because. He was going through some personal things himself. So Danny's one of Danny's one of my best friends. You know what I mean? But sometimes when we're on tour, like we argue, we, we would argue a lot back then because I just didn't feel like he was paying attention to everything he needed to because, but he was going through so much. So yeah. we, we had our issues, you know, just getting through, getting, getting through to the next show back then. And then, you know, it was concrete dreams first, like big tour. So they didn't really know what to expect with everything. And I I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, we're trying to keep things condensed down a little bit because we had so many people on that tour. And let's face it, we're not making that much money on that tour. You know what I mean? So yeah. to have, to have what, five guys in concrete, five guys in Scarhead, me, Relic, a merch, it was like 13, 12 or 13 of us. Yeah. And we're, we're not making that much money to make it, you know, worth everyone's time. So not, not being all closed in together, you know, it, it was difficult a little bit, but you know, we're, we're all boys and it, we made it through and we had some really, really great shows. You know what I mean? It was it. it and we really promoted the record and Concrete Jim got out there to support what they were doing with Suburban Noise. And having Slippers out there is great. Slippers is I don't know if you know what Tony Slippers is. He's he's an amazing dude. I've, I've, seen, I've seen him. I heard a few of his stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, to have him out there and then have my boy King Relic from Force 5. It, it was really good. It was just if I wasn't tour manager, I would have had more fun. But the tour manager, everything and. It was a bit much. I yeah. near yeah. the end, I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one you should have just fucking went home. Yeah, yeah that, that's the one I should have left on. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the concrete dream cars. Those guys are young too, right? That yeah, 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 yeah. Man, every night, if no one ever heard of them, this is how I know when a band's gonna be great. If you if you're playing a city for the first time and no one's ever heard of you, most people are gonna you know not pay attention. But the minute they started playing, I saw everyone go. Huh? And look, you know what I mean? Get really intent. And I told Danny, I'm like, if these guys get on a really, really big tour, that's it. They're going to be huge. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Concrete Dream does, you know, with with their next tour and stuff like that. They learned a lot on on this tour. And I know my first few tours, there was a lot of lumps for me too. They they took a few, you know what I mean? Like, but they learned a lot from it. And I I know that they're, they're going to be better for it too. You know what I mean? They, they they bounce back off of that bullshit. Yeah. 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 I I don't want to talk about the in-house stuff that happened with them. Like that was a whole thing too. With uh, their, their guitar player at the time. I don't even want to talk about all that. That, That's fucked up. That would happen. So that's cool, man. I'll say, I'll say, man, fuck fuck that dude, bro. Those are my homies, man. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. We won't mention his name, but like, you know, I, I knew they were having problems and, you know, we just, we just got him off the tour. And then the next day he started saying a whole bunch of dumb shit that wasn't true. No. And then he basically told me to fuck off too. When I was like, yo, 
I was trying to help you with everything. And he, he, like, it just shows the type of person that that person, that guy is, like, to do to do what he did, to say what he said. I was pretty pissed. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is certain things, like, like, well, like, well, I was growing up, bro. This is, this is you don't say shit to have, like, when you're a band and shit, that shit's private shit, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Private. No, that's brother's stuff. You don't yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, it's like breaking up with a girl and she starts blabbing her mouth. Though, yeah, whatever, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what it was. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, bands are like relationship. It is a relationship. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It, I have no respect for people that just start blabbing bullshit right away, just for clicks or whatever. Like that's not that's not authentic to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially on the fucking internet. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. It's, like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> how many how many motherfuckers do you want to pat your back and suck exactly. your dick? It's like, come on, dude. Exactly. Yeah. That's not. It's just not man shit to me. You know what I mean? There you go. That's that's the, that's the way there you go. man it shit. Is. Yeah. That's the way that's the way shit is nowadays. So I know, I know. You know how it is. So uh so what um so how did you st- hook up with Tim and how did you get in uh, angry corpses and all that stuff? I'm trying to remember now. It, it was right around twenty nineteen. What the fuck? I'm trying to think what sparked the conversation. Tim would uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. He we, we were talking about something about Oh, maybe we were talking actually about doing a project together. And then he was like, we should just uh, start up, uh, you know, some, he's like, I wrote some of the MOD songs. Let's, let's start with that. And I was like, I have Felix Griffin from DRI to drum. I'm like, well, let's just write some shit together. We were actually supposed to write like something completely different than what the thrash stuff was. I was like, let's, let's just write something different. Everyone have a good time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it just turned into, you know, he's like, I, I want to play some of the MOD songs that I wrote. So that's how that came to be with that. Now, I will say this. It was it was a mistake to call it MOD Classic. I, I really wish we never would have called it that. And even Tim, even Tim will say that now. You know what I mean? I'm glad to call it Angry Corpses. Yeah. A lot better, bro. It's a lot better. Yeah, it, it really is. You know what's crazy is a lot of people that I know said he, that they're like, we wanted to fuck with you guys, but we're not trying to, like, step on Billy Milano's toes. We're not trying to, you know what I mean? So... I just want to distance myself from that because one, I have no connection to all that. And, and Tim, Tim really wanted to step away from it too. You know what I mean? It's exhausting to him, all that shit. But I will say this for Tim is he did write a lot of those, those, those riffs, those songs are his. Yeah. That first album he wrote a lot. And he wrote a lot of uh, rhythm of uh, the fear, uh, rhythm of fear album, yeah. a couple of the songs. So, you know, he wants to play those songs. I, I think that's cool to do. You know what I mean? But don't, Let's just not call it MOD anything. You know what I mean? So I actually want to get rid of the first record. It's called MOD Classic. It's on Spotify. Is that I, I was just talking to him today when we were having lunch. I'm like, let's just take it down and call it Angry Corpses now and redo everything. So I, I think we might just re- redo that with everything, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be fucking dope. Yeah, that'll be good. It's good to break away from that fucking negativity. That was all fucking yeah, craziness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here on Saturday, though, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Hell yeah, how's the practicing? Uh, like, did you already start practicing? I know you got here. I know you got here just today, but I mean, we're actually going in tonight around eight or nine to do some practicing. So, and, and hopefully, I remember all the. I, I just got done with another tour that I had to learn ten songs on with uh, my my hip hop group, the Nomads, which is uh, Chucky Chuck from Suburban Noise Records and uh, Insane Poetry, uh, who's on Lyrical Snuff Productions. So we we had to learn ten songs together on that. Uh, tour. I just got off that last week, so this last week I just I've been listening to nonstop this stuff, and I'm like, holy fuck! I don't know how I'm going to remember all these lyrics. I, there's so many different songs to remember. <laughs> how many songs are you guys doing on the on the show? 
as of right now, 15, but I'm trying to get it down to 14. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yo, that one's not going to make a difference, man. Do the 15. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. One set? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good show. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You got you guys are a five piece now, you know. Uh, God rest yeah. uh, Kenny Henny's soul, brother. You know, yeah. rest in peace, Kenny. You guys, you guys are doing a five piece now. Yeah. Who, who, who are the two guitar players you got in the band? Because I see Tim is uh, rocking the bass now. Yes. Tim's doing bass. Um, we have Mario. I, I can't remember what band he's in. Mario and Ty, uh, the drummer, are in a band together. I, I feel horrible. I can't remember what the fuck the name of their band is. It's um, they're a Jersey band too, or a New York band actually. And then um. We got Chris, who I think it was in Faction Zero as the other guitar player. Nice. But uh, fuck, I can't remember Mario and Ty's uh, band that they're in right now. I know they're doing some stuff, too. I wish I could plug them. I forget. Tim actually told us when he was on, too, but I don't yeah. know who he was either. Yeah, I'm a pothead, dude. I don't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my years of drug abuse. It's my fuck. I got- yeah, exactly. <laughs> my yeah. short-term memory shot. My yeah, long-term no. memory, what did I say? <laughs> same fucking brutal mm-hmm. oh man um well dude uh looking forward to having thank you for taking your time i'm sure you just got in town thank you for taking some time out to fucking hang with us no i appreciate it thank, thank you fellas for having me on yeah looking forward to having you guys uh have, having you here on saturday uh fuck i don't have the lineup in front of me exactly who's playing with you guys you don't have it you don't know either right do you got it no i don't no, hold on one second all I all I have is lyrics that I. This is all the lyrics I need to learn. <laughs> oh my god! My daughter's <laughs> taking her exams at Madison at, at college right now. She's like, I gotta memorize all this. I'm like, look at this shit. Look what your dad's gotta learn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so hard. That you know, it's so funny, man. Like friends of mine's in like bigger bands and shit like that that have to go out there and 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 uh you know play fucking fifteen twenty songs. I'm like. You listen, I'm in a band. We play for 30 minutes and I'm fucking done. You know what yeah. I mean? I got to learn fucking five, six songs. Yep, yep. I don't know how sing- and like I forget shit sometimes. I don't know how fucking singers do it, man. Yeah, I, got, I got your lineup right here. Here we go. We got right. uh, one of the names I, I, I'm bad at pronouncing. We got the Zombie Mafia, <laughs> American uh, Amnesia, Scarlet King, and uh, Thanatolic Desire. Uh, yeah, Thanatolic Desire. Can I? Yeah. No, Frankie, shut up. Is mushroom insane? <laughs> oh, shut up, Frank. You don't want to say mushroom head. <laughs> oh, it's such a cool <laughs> name, man. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good name. Do you do you want Frankie uh, on the stage with you, Donnie, on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we put when when uh, when when there's like big metal shows at the Barclays. I wear the rabbit suit. I put Frankie. In a, <laughs> I put Frankie in a bunny suit and from have him go Chris, by the Barclays. He brought Center. me from Christmas Story. You know he, what was that show we went to? Giving out flies. All these Australian tourists. Can we take a picture with you? I'm on someone's Instagram, probably everyone's Instagram in Australia. <laughs> you girls are like, take a picture with us? I said, oh, yeah, I'll take a yeah, picture with you. No, it's great promo putting Frankie in a bunny suit by the Barclays Center. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Big Lucky 13 logo on the back. It's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, thank you for having me. I appreciate it too, man. And uh, we will see you on Saturday. Fuck yeah, brother. Let's give some shout-outs, Donnie. Yeah. Give some shout-outs. Shout-out to all my guys at Force 5 Records. Shout-out to Danny Diablo. Shout-out to Lucky mm. 13. Shout-out to Tony Slippers. Shout-out to Joe Fatal, because uh, he's right over here. I'll probably see him this week with Danny Diablo. Um, shit, shout-out. Yeah, shout-out to, shout to you guys. Shout-out to the fans. I'll see you guys this weekend.
We love you, Rick Dog. We love you, Rick Dog. It's going to be a great show, man. It's going to be a good show. Really great show. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Shout out to Jamie from Scarhead. Shout out to Zach from Scarhead. I got your vinyls, brothers. Oh, yeah, vinyls. All right, brother, man. Peace. 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 All right, well... Nice guy. There you go, man. That was the DRP motherfuckers. All right, cool, man. Straight out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I have to fuck, say. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Shut up. Mushroom Give, give Frankie the news. Where'd give, you find Frankie? Man? I don't know. Why'd we let him back on? Oh, my gosh. Mushroom Put the, A Shout him, out the Mushroom Head. Give him his news. We'll do the quick fucking news in the game. Gosh, I the friggin' intro. That's your news. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, um, David. Did Mushroom Head do the intro? <laughs> we should find him, bro. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's do the podcast on Mushrooms next time. You got him from Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> you got the off button. You can turn him on and off. Oh, I feel bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't. I put him in a bunny suit, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> fuck's sakes. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead, Frankie. What's going on this week in fucking the world of heavy metal news? The Cure calls out Ticketmaster over absurd partial refunds. Yeah, it's not really metal, but it's it affects everybody. Fucking you want fuck know, Ticketmaster. You want to know the refund? What? Five dollars. No, yeah. Five dollars. Really? Bro. But imagine how many five dollars they got from fucking but, people. But dude, it's crazy. Like people have been fighting. T- I mean, Pearl Jam tried fighting Ticketmaster fucking thirty years ago, probably Robert, longer than that. Thirty-five Robert years Smith. ago. Got the money back. Yeah. And didn't Taylor Swift just have but, a fight with them also? But he's probably taking a beating over his head. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. for ticket sales. You know, he's still, so some tickets are like 20 bucks or something like that. I don't think they use Ticketmaster in Europe where they're from. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. Ticket, I mean, fuck that. I mean, we've always known Ticketmaster to, to be the devil. And other ones try to do it, but it just doesn't work out. They, you know? they, they got they got the fucking, uh, what is that? They got the block on all the fucking big stadiums and shit. They, and they got the block. And it sucks too because, listen, I went to, you know, like certain times I don't want to be in general admission. Like I'm getting old. I want to be in like fucking a different area. Yeah. But if you go on like the, like Ticketmaster has all the other area. Like you, if you go on like tick picks or something like that, they only have like the general admission tickets or like the, but when you went to fear factory, did you go to Ticketmaster? I, somebody gave me the tickets. So I didn't fucking, uh, Probably through Ticketmaster. it was through Ticketmaster. He forwarded me the tickets through Ticketmaster. Um, I just bought tickets to John Lamarckia's birthday party through Ticketmaster. Shit, did they mm, probably yes. fucking feed you up like a motherfucker. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was like 30, it was like 40 bucks. But and five of that bucks was, is probably fees. Yeah, it was, well, it was 35 and then $5 was the fee. Cocksuckers, yeah, dude. They fucking hear me. And for what? Like, I don't know what they We're do. We're not even getting ticket stubs no more, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so they, I mean. And so it costs them a lot less now, too, for fucking printing tickets. pocketing the money. Yeah, tell me that. You just said it right there. Tell me that, bro. How the fuck is it more to pay for tickets now when you don't even get a fucking ticket? You just get an email. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Not even a stamp on your, on your hands. Nothing. Crazy. And fucking uh, whatever, man. Did you see fucking Kiss tickets? How much Kiss tickets are going for? No. Mm. You haven't seen this? Mm. He told me. Oh, my uh, God. Fucking like for decency. Give me a nosebleed price. Nosebleed price, 500. My own Anthony. 500. And that's before fees. You know what I mean? I can't. <laughs> it was like four ninety two for like nosebleed fucking seats, for like decent seats, like right off the fucking floor, fourteen hundred dollars. God damn, dude. Uh, I'm back. How was my Mushroom Mushroom Head was all right live. They're in your top five scribble. <laughs> top five Mushroom Head, like they were all right. 
I mean, they're entertaining. Uh, Slipknot does it better, but um, but like they were they were definitely entertaining. They sounded yeah, good. Yeah, I like Slipknot better than Mushroom Head. Yeah, and I know Slipknot and Mushroom Head came first. I think right. Mushroom Head came first, yes, and uh, Slipknot came second. But I think their music is more palatable. Um, Slipknot's well, music is more palatable than uh, Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head is a little more. I, I think Slipknot's uh, more mainstream. Yeah, music. I mean, not not those first two albums. Those first two the albums. The first album was mainstream as a fuck, dude. Yeah. Not 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 the second one. Not uh fucking Iowa. Iowa. No, that was I can't even listen to that shit, dude. What do you mean? I was heavy as fuck. That I was a great listen. album. No, no. It's too too much bass, dude. Yeah, I love that Iowa record. It was fucking great. I feel like that was the best. I mean, that was my favorite record was that Iowa record. No, uh, I liked the uh, well, I like fucking uh the one after Iowa. What was that fucking uh, I don't know if that was volume fucking something or whatever. I don't know. One of those motherfuckers. I don't know, but I, it's, I mean, it's, uh, Mushroom Head. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot of singing, screaming kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I can say I do dig a couple songs from Mushroom Head. I'm not gonna say I'm a fucking snob. Mushroom Head always reminds me of that fucking uh, that phone call, that black metal phone call. Oh, I love that fucking Mushroom phone Head. Call. <laughs> you know, see this, that Mushroom Head. That's the greatest fucking. <laughs> it's, on, it's on one of our fucking backlog on one of the back podcast man we put that at the end rose fucking yeah. i gotta be honest scribble i haven't given mushroom head a chance like i saw them live like they were they were pretty cool uh but i've never like actually sat down and listened to a record you're not gonna now, <laughs> I, you know, you're not gonna i do. maybe should have given it a try if you tell me they're not as mainstream like is they're, it they're heavier really, yeah it's more underground shit man you know yeah yeah I mean, I mean, maybe you'll dig it more. It's not. Really- I looked at more like new metal, like more palatable. Not, I not their old shit. Yeah, not their old shit. No. I don't maybe know. Maybe now, yeah, but not their old shit. Yeah, I'll have to listen. There to was it. Like, like what twenty fucking dudes in the band or some shit. You know. I mean, there was a lot. There's a lot of dudes in the bands. I mean, it reminded me of Slipknot, the dude in the drum with the drums sitting on the drums and fucking uh, more experimental. That's an that. orchestra. Yeah. Twenty that- members in a band. It's an orchestra. Oh, listen, listen to uh, what is that? Fucking listen to number twelve. Number twelve, front to back, amazing, beautiful stories for ugly children. I'll check it out. I will. I'll give it a chance. Can we have Mushroom Head play? Here? <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. You know they're not expensive. Yeah, I don't. Is think, it a girl band? I don't know though. I mean, I'm sure it's, there's five guys. They got five miles to. I mean, there's more than five guys. It's gonna be like fucking seven. Yeah, right they're now. not asking for Slipknot prices. No, they're not asking for <laughs> Slipknot prices. And they opened. I mean, they were fucking third on the bill out of six which was crazy well they were fucking yeah they probably got the least amount of money on that fucking tour too i mean split up between all of them they're not getting fucking rich exactly well the, well the fucking i don't know what is it the drummer i think owns the fucking band yeah yeah like, uh, he, he gets the majority of the money all right frankie so fuck Ticketmaster. it fucking sucks that yeah. nobody else uh they got, the dude, they got the dude from Meshuggah to play their heavy shit yeah I would have said uh, the Cure announced an upcoming 2023 North American tour earlier, and they said right. the reception was, you know, electric. Of but course, sold they, out, bro. But they said there's like certain places where scalping's legal. Uh, let me know. I'll, yeah. I'll miss there was a lot of people in front of that, that fucking Static X show the other yeah. night looking do, for tickets. How do you sell tickets now? How do you scalp tickets? You transfer now? them. You transfer them from really? your fucking. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Man. I'm not, <laughs> Everything's I'm, computerized. This century. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Shit, it's like I, I miss fucking you see the dude with the fucking ticket. I got some tickets here, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yet the yeah, trench then you gotta be careful because the then you walk to the door and they could be fucking fake. I don't, still don't know how they figure. I've seen people when I saw Manson at Roseland, and if they fucking were, I bought scalp tickets. Yeah, they bought scalp tickets from a different dude. They were in front of me. And they're like, these are fake, and they kicked them out the line. And they were like. 
oh, yours are good. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, you must have shit your pants when that happened. Yeah, though. dude, I spent 60 bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit, they caught me. Oh, man, good, good, good I for you. I forget what show I went to. A friend of mine bought scalp tickets. We were, like, going in together, and he couldn't get in. I forget what it was. Fucking horrible, though. Uh, Scribble wants to know if you think uh, Static X is a Rob Zombie uh, knockoff. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a huge fan of either. either Rob band. Zombie's not that fucking good, dude. No, he's not. Honestly, a White Zombie, I liked. I did not like yes, Rob Zombie. Yeah, when so he was in White Zombie, one good album. Uh, <laughs> one good, La Sexa maybe Sora. two. Two yeah, good albums. That La Sora, whatever. That was a good album. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I like Static X. I I'd have never owned a Static X record. I own all of them. I, I was, do you? Yes. I've seen them live. My one of my friends is in his top ten fucking favorite They're bands. In my top five. Yeah. Yes. Um, I fucking cried when Wayne fucking died, bro. Yeah, that was my band, dude. Yeah, people don't understand why. They're like, why are you fucking this dude? It's fucking they kick ass. Yeah, they're they're, badass. They were solid. They were a solid band. I like I've, a machine, dude. When they play, man. Yeah, Massachusetts band, Boston band. There you fucking go. Yeah. Well, they were no. They used to uh, fucking well. This dude played, but he he was from Chicago. Fucking um. Well, no, no, no. They're Chicago. Because Wayne, Wayne and the, Wayne and the drummer used to be in a band with Billy Corgan. Oh, really? Yeah, and they, they, uh, Billy Corgan was like, "They never let me sing," and yeah. they were like, and they were laughing. They were like, "We didn't like your voice." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I fucking hate Smashing Pumpkins. Well, if it wasn't for Smashing Pumpkins, there would be no Static X signed. Oh, yeah. Billy Corgan, fucking he, uh, he basically went out to the record label and was like, "These are my fucking boys. Put them on." Oh no shit. Yep. Oh, who knew? Fucking fuck you, fuck! But he's so full of himself, Billy Corgan. Though no, he's into wrestling now, but he owns NWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's into yeah. wrestling now, man. Yeah. All right, Frankie. What else you got going on? Mushroom head. <laughs> it's a great name. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, we pulled Frankie out of the yeah, retirement. Fuck, fuck Rob Zombie. <laughs> D, how do you? He's got what, a great looking wife. I met him and his wife. Say? He said, "How do you not like Rob Zombie?" Because it's, it's fucking. I don't like it. And yeah. he and he lived in my neighborhood, and I didn't even fucking know it back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, I met him at my old job. Him and Sailor Moon Zombie was she's cute. Texas Sherry girl. Moon Zombie. Before they got signed, dude, they fucking they lived on Bergen Avenue. Like he lived on Bergen Avenue was his fucking hood. Yeah. I'm like I don't even know how the fuck he lived over there. He's not the right color to be over there. Yeah, I mean, they, were, they were broke. <laughs> he, had the dread, he had dreadlocks. They were broke. Yeah. Blended in. Back in the day. I'm not saying not being broke, but he had dreadlocks. Man, he blended in. No, that'll make you not blend in even more. <laughs> yeah, if you saw the way he looked back there, Frankie, he was not blending into that neighborhood. Nah, he's nah. a dirty looking fucking guy. No, I, I I met him at my old job many moons ago. I gave a shout out to your wife. Ha ha. His, you know, Rob Zombie's music too is kind of like his movies, like hit or miss. Yeah, hit or yeah, miss. You know, hit or miss. I like the fucking monsters though. I you know what? You, you know what? Though, that man, was good. I gave it a second round. Tight. Tight. Did you get high and watch it? Just get that's high and watch a, it. That's all right. Yeah. Jeff, you so, told me that was good too. No, I haven't seen any of it on my cell phone. But I told you when well. I first watched it, the first I watched the first half sober and I watched the second half high. This time I watched uh, it sober. Oh yeah, it's all right, all right, all right, good. It's you better, it's better to watch high, right? Nah, sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the best movie to ever Frankie, made is? To Frankie, anything is better high. Devil's Reject is a fucking classic. Dude. No, this movie, movie is better than Devil's Reject. It should win an Academy Award. Devil's Rejects is the best one out of all of his stuff. I actually really yeah. like the Devil's Rejects. Nothing will beat Cocaine well, no, Bear. No, 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 no. I, I do like fucking uh, the first one. Fucking um, House, House of a Thousand, thousand Corpses. I, I like House of a Thousand Corpses. It was just because of the direction of uh, fucking um, Dr. Satan. Dr. Yeah. Satan, yeah. End, that ending yeah. thing was the fucking awesome. 
like, oh, shit, I, I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know. It went in a weird direction. Like, and then I Tiny, like, I thought it was Dr. Satan's son or whatever. Uh, like, I, that's the way I took it as. Like, he fucked the fucking mom, Dr. Satan, and he created Tiny. And this and that. But I don't know. It was all fucking weird. And then, and I liked that the dude from The Office was in it, though. Which one was the Was that the fucking nerd with the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. That's right. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what's his name. I don't want to see all but I know Dwayne. I've seen Dwight. him on the fucking Dwight. commercials. Dwight. Oh, the, yeah, oh yeah. the office is great. Yeah, it's Dwight from The Office. But you know what's better? Stop it. Cocaine yeah. bear. Oh, I thought you were going to say the other one. <laughs> and Mushroom Head. <laughs> I have to oh, say. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else? So what they're else? trying to make, um, blah, 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 blah. the cure, they're trying to make all that. All right, Frankie, prices. next story, Frankie. Next story. They're trying to make it all affordable, affordable and they're uh, trying to, like, uh, you know, Stairway scalpers. God bless America, Robert Smith. Yeah, you tried. You tried. Mushroom head. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. It's great. Let's smoke pot right now, all of us. I thought you did smoke pot already. I did. I'm gonna smoke more. <laughs> da 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 da. Mudvayne announces U.S. tour with Cold Chamber. Oh, war and nonpoint and butcher babes. Butcher Bay, oh yeah, God, but bless. no mushroom what, head. What's his fucking name, bro? The drummer Anthrax. I can't remember his name. Uh, Charlie Benante. God bless you. God bless you, bro. Where is he banging a butcher baby? Yeah, he's going out on one. He's going oh, out yeah? the uh, the brunette. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. have pictures? Are they really cute? Dude, the butcher babies are fucking gorgeous. One's a brunette, one's a blonde. Are they like uh pussycat dolls? Hot? No, they they fucking do that shit. Yeah. The girl from Gore, she's hot, right? In the video, she's in her like red Sonia garb and. Well, the girl from Mushroomhead's hot too. I don't know if she's in the band now. It's There's a girl in Mushroomhead. I, no, I, I knew it's a girl, girl band. No girl. Yeah, they used to have a girl in Mushroomhead. She's fucking hot. Yeah, I mean, she had a mask on. They're all hot when they got masks on. Oh, I mean, body <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, from the from I mean, the bottom down, they're okay. Oh no. Um, yo, it's crazy though that all this new metal is coming back. Rob's doing a honeymoon remake next. Yeah, fuck that. He's doing a honeymoon. Yeah, stop with the remakes, Rob. Come up with something original. No, fucking Halloween. Rob Zombie's fucking doing monsters. A, I mean, he does his original stuff, but. His original stuff is great. His remakes, Halloween sucked. I'm I sorry. Like no one, I like John Carpenter is my favorite director. Sorry. I liked it. Yeah, it's cool. It's funny seeing all these like fucking new metal bands coming back. Dude, they're all coming back, bro. This yeah. Fucking that, that Mudvayne tour is going to be insane. That's going to be a lot. Oh, and but fucking they, Cold Chamber yeah. just came back because fucking uh, Dez almost died of COVID and shit, bro. And his wife was like calling the band like, you guys got to talk to me. He's about to die. Skirbles happy. Blue metal's coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't hate it. Like, I liked new metal when it first came out. Um, And then it just, you know, each band kind of sounded the fucking same after coming out. Yeah, they are, yeah, they're all Is that kind of like when Coca-Cola put out the new Coke and didn't last long? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just asking, just throwing it out there. Biscuit set it off. Biscuit did set it off. Biscuit, Biscuit set it off. Corn's still been going no, strong. Corn, yeah, they never corn. stopped. I they like never, corn. Yeah, they never stopped. Corn never stopped. Have they, they come out with anything recently? So I, enjoy, but I like corn. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Frank. You look it up. It's a Google question. Oh, I am. Uh, Mushroom <laughs> Yeah, it's funny seeing these guys come back. I mean, it was, yeah, coal chamber, man, whatever. Now I'm old. Big drop. This is when MTV actually <laughs> had music videos. All right. Well, tell us the story, Frankie. <laughs> About Mushroom Head. There was this mushroom cloud. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I'm going to fucking beat my head against this. Fuck. Why, like did we, zapper. why did we bring it? I know. Seriously. Mudvayne get- began teasing something called the psychotherapy sessions last week. 
and it's a turn, and it's going to be on their tour. But no new music, not yet from Mudvayne. Yeah, you know they're coming out with a new album. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Probably already I mean, done. Cold Chamber's got to have to do something too. And these yeah, are exactly. all. Yeah, guess where they're playing? Da, 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 da. I don't know the story of yeah. Cold Chamber though. Did they break? Like, was it a bad breakup? I think. Well, they broke up because uh, fucking because Des didn't want to be around the dudes because they did drugs. Oh yeah, yeah. pussy. <laughs> so did the former members join Mushroom Head? Yeah, but then oh, he did Devil Driver, and Devil Driver was actually pretty good. Well, when when uh, Devil Driver was doing Big Truck Live, Migs came up, and that's how they kind of like you know talked a little. But then they got back and they did that last album. Then he got, you know, Dad's got a little fucking butthurt, I guess, because they were probably fucking doing this shit. Yeah. And then now he almost died, so his wife said, make up with your friends. Yeah, that's nice of him. Fucking Cole Chamber. He's, he, listen, I like his voice. I like the music, but his lyrics are so bad. Dude, he's, <laughs> he's five foot four, five yeah. three or something. The lyrics are so bad that he does. Oh, yeah, dude. He's my so height. Yeah. Like, if I couldn't, like, he's got a great voice. But like, dude, have somebody else write your lyrics, man. Like, like, I believe oh, like, his own stuff. Listen, I, w- I listen. I've had to say to like my bandmates, like, dude, can you write me some stuff because I'm sounding stupid right now. You know what I mean? Like, you hey, Bill re- Ward wrote all the fucking Ozzy's lyrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It happens. Like, I can sing, but can't write. All right, you write me a cool song, and I'll sing it. Exactly. All right. right. Where the fuck is Jamal? <laughs> he joined Mushroom Head. All right, Frankie. What else? What else? <laughs> Come on, it's fun to say. Like, Jumbi Chupa, whatever. Yeah, I wasn't a Mudvayne person either. I like the first album. Yeah. Second album had a couple good ones. And our last story is Good Guy Dave. Hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Growl. Spent 16 hours cooking for the homeless. Dave. I think I saw Dave that Grohl, story. man. Grohl. Dave Grohl. Sorry. Oh, I can't remember Dave, Dave Grohl. Dave, Dave Grohl spent 16 hours cooking for the homeless. I saw this story on the news. Was it on TMZ? Yeah, he did. And yeah. really, he, he's, he's, he, a bar, he's a barbecue he, guy. He likes that. Yeah. Thank you. He bought his own, all his own equipment. It's probably his own yeah. van. Yeah, he bought all the food, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Foo Fighters guy, man, but fucking, I like that ProBot shit that he did. He's a metal dude, too. Bro. Yeah, he's a yeah. total metal guy. That was nice of him. No, he, 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 like you said, David, he bought all the food, his own van, and exactly. I think he did it all by himself. He didn't yeah. have uh, his family or friends help him out. He did just you said, know this, did Frankie? Did you read this? I saw it on he TMZ. He was there getting food. I saw it on TMZ. <laughs> no, really, I saw it on TMZ. On TMZ. Uh, you know how many times Frankie's walked by the fucking uh, the chips place over there and they try and feed him? Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a homeless feeding place right over here. <laughs> but I only eat cereal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and mushroom head. Let us put a little loss. So hey, you want a little snack, buddy? Mushroom head. It's so great to say, man. All right, man. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, man. Okay, what are we wrapping up? Mushroom head. All right. Well, I don't know. I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. D, come on from the Dungeon Podcast. Get check it out. All right, man. Make sure you like everything and like and subscribe. Everything Lucky Thirteen Saloon Podcast. Everything uh, Lucky Thirteen SP. Everything. Come down to the fucking show on Saturday. Make sure you see Angry Corpses. They will be down here fucking killing it and pilling it and doing all the fucking good shit, man. And Frankie, Mushroom Head, motherfucker. You should be. what are those professional? Do I hear five, 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 five? Do I hear 10, 10, 10, 15, 15, 15? All right, we're out of here, motherfuckers. I got to go to the bathroom. Later. Peace Later. out. Have a good one, people. Enjoy the day.